How's your week? Hey, man, we're good. We're getting started early. Monday felt like a really um, fulfilling day. We got up early. Um, whenever I get up early, you know, we let the kids just watch the TV thing. It was just how it is. But I feel like I get right, so yeah. much more work done uh, in the morning than I do in the afternoon. So a very uh, fruit, oh, fruitful day. Yeah. And where you're just lesson planning and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I, you know, a, a lot of teachers are having to go through this this week. Um, April 20th marks the day when they actually have to start taking down like attendance and grades and stuff. So I had to make mm. sure that I'm counting all of my students as active and making sure that they, all their stuff's recorded. So that's what it was. I see. Cool stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's weird because especially in an educational institution, you can't all be together, right? Like you're all sort of um, uh, separate. Yeah. Um, and and another word for that social distancing, instead of integrating with all these people, you're disintegrating. Absolutely. <laughs> this is Jimmy Pod. <laughs> Yeah, we are, we are in a state of disintegration, man. Yeah, man. Um, and it's crazy. And I do think, uh, I heard another podcast do it, so I'm just going to bite completely off of them, that we should recognize the people that don't uh, get to, uh, or, or aren't able to practice social distancing and this disintegration. Um, uh, you know, all of the necessary, really, like, grocery employees, um Doctors, nurses, obviously, um, uh, police, fire department, all these people uh, who really, at, at least they don't have traffic on the way to work, you know? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and that is, I guess, one, one positive thing about it. But we were, yeah, we we were thinking Keaton's about that. We've, four month of- we've tried our best to stock up on things. We, we just, you can't. Mm-hmm. There's certain things you just have to get every couple of weeks. Uh, and so we're running low yeah. and have to go out again. And so we try to stagger it every couple of weeks. We'll go out. But you'll see the same checker at Vaughn's. Um, and you think, mm-hmm. how long are they there, you know, interacting yeah. with all these people all day? And I'm only interacting with them two or three times, right? So, man, mm-hmm. good good on them for being able to do that. I don't know if they have to um, or if they choose to. But, uh, you know, you got to recognize no, I mean, them. I've heard of there's bus drivers that have passed away from it because they have to deal with people all day, every day. And even, uh, I believe that there are stories of grocery workers that have passed away, uh, from complications of COVID-19 because of having to be so close to everyone, um, all the time. Yeah. Uh, and it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Um, on one hand, these people need to support their families and they didn't get they didn't lose their job like many, many millions of others have. Like today, I just got a phone call. I'm still on disability for my arm, but essentially I got the phone call that I will be furloughed when I come back. So, well. <laughs> um, uh, which is exciting. Um, but uh, but these people don't have that. Uh, I'm not going to say luxury, but don't have that choice they're still going into work so yeah so thank um, you for bringing that up that we, you know we do need to recognize them and yeah man and it's, it's and in a way also yeah that's what uh jim atkins who did do a uh this past week and maybe today will uh did an at home uh no audience session again and his he's promoting local venues in Arizona where these people are being furloughed and have no way, you know, and and a lot of musical venues and things like that, especially musicians even, they don't have an infrastructure 
around like what a big institution might have. They don't have uh, sick pay. Like essentially most of these people are just without work. They are having to file for unemployment. They're part of the millions and tens of millions of people that have had to file for unemployment. So um, they're giving back and I think it's worth mentioning um, and, uh, and, and tipping the hat. Um, outside of that, I do have some housekeeping. I have a lot of housekeeping, but we can burn through it real quick. Uh, the, for me, this is heaven episode that we did. We talked about and never went back to that. The demo for, for me, this is heaven rolled right into roller queen. So I wanted to take a moment and, uh, pull up that demo again and see if we could at least just play the little part. Now, unfortunately, I didn't take a timestamp for it, for it. Um, but uh, I suppose we could go, you know, two thirds of the way through the track. I'll send you a link right now because um, <laughs> we're we didn't do it right last week. OK, I don't know. Something still wasn't working. So, oh, no, nope, don't take what I just sent you. That's for later. Um, uh, 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 for me, this is heaven roller queen. Oh, I see. I made a duplicate of the file, not uh, copied the link. <laughs> Get shareable link. There you go. I'm going to delete this duplicate I made. And. I'm just interested because I have listened to it, but I always sort of zone out. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm like, oh, for me, this is heaven is over. And then it starts the next track, at least in my head. And I just am not paying attention. Uh, so then Roller Queen ends. And then I'm like, OK, the, oh, right. Ah, I didn't pay attention to the transition. So uh, I thought maybe we could poke our heads back into that well. All right. For just a Let second. me see if I can find this. OK, here we go. Here we go. It's almost like they just didn't separate the tracks. Right. Here it comes. Yeah, that's a long That's break. quite the gap. Oh, okay. Not impressed then. Uh, <laughs> it's just for some reason whoever digitized this t- cassette tape uh, <laughs> just forgot to, to split them. Yeah, right. So there it is. I mean, we could talk more about this on the Roller Queen episode. Yeah. Those are some pretty harmonics. Yeah, I didn't know uh, I didn't know what it sounded like. I thought it was a very rough song, but I've heard that track before. It had to have been the demo that I heard before. Is this, is yeah, it only off the top of my head, I couldn't think of what Roller Queen was, but yeah. you know, I do know that song, so yes. yeah. Um, next is on the Let It Happen episode. We, I was such a mess. I don't know what was wrong with me last week. I think... Not doing research, it's more than just coming unprepared. It's like, I'm just like, I don't know, I'm not in the mood or something. I, I dropped the ball on so many things. So uh, I never went to Jake T. O'Donnell. Let it happen appears in his top 100. And in fact, it appears in his top 50. And I guess we'll play this game again. What number would you guess? <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to pick around the same numbers because I've got those, uh, I've got those, uh, my favorite numbers. Let's go with, um, this was Let It Happen. Ah, I'll give you a hint. Very recently, the Dodgers celebrated this history-making player. Oh, um, oh boy, I'm terrible with this. Um, 35. No, 42. Oh, yeah, uh, Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, 
And so I could read his little blurb for uh, Let It Happen. Chase This Light is a pop record, perhaps the poppiest one they've done. Yes, even poppier than Bleed American in some spots that wasn't great. Cough, feeling lucky, cough, <laughs> which is funny. I guess I can't, I, I guess I can't pick feeling lucky out of the top of my head. So maybe it's what I maybe would consider a filler track. Um, and now we've probably upset a bunch of people. Uh. <laughs> Uh, but the highlights all contain their impenetrable pop sensibility. One of the best pop songs in their entire repertoire is Let It Happen with its ha-ha-has and palm-muted guitars and Jim singing with an angsty edge throughout despite the chipper musical stylings. Some of the lyrics are a bit on the nose. I mean, the opening lines are, I have a ringing in my head and no one to help me answer it. But Let It Happen is ultimately about a relationship gone wrong in what feels like a very public, visible way. Talk, talking a lot, but it's still talk out of love how it's somehow all on me with further musings about petty scenes and pretty things. Meanwhile, all the intricate guitar parts come together so spectacularly. Let It Happen is the band doing pop at its finest. And I agree. Um, so, yeah. JT O'Donnell, uh, always well, always well said. <laughs> Yeah, right? I thought so. Uh, the other thing is, I think we touched on... No, I don't even think we touched on the demo, but we do have a demo for Let It Happen, and I wanted to visit it real quick because there's some cool stuff that happens in the bridge that reminds me of some of my favorite stuff on the uh, singles collection. Uh-huh. Uh, so I wanted to see if not only we could, I suppose we could play a little bit of the intro, but most importantly, let's go like two thirds of the way through and see if we can catch the bridge. It has some cool, like feedbacky stuff. Okay. You, you did want the on intro the, though? Uh, I mean, we can hear what, I don't think we played it at all on the episode. So let's see. Maybe people like to hear, Oh, I want to hear what that sounds like. Exactly. Like the record. Yeah. <laughs> You got your triplet, man. All right, let's go two thirds of the way in. So right after this little palm muted section, when they kind of on the record they kind of blow up. This has more like feedback and. Wow, they dragged that out another extra measure, right? Yeah, right. And I mean, I might be losing it through the Hangouts thing, but was there not like a bunch of feedbacky guitars in there? Um, Maybe I'm remembering that from another part of the demo. Um, but it is. There's definitely a more raw. It, it definitely is more pop on the record. I feel like. Oh than yeah, it is here on the demo. Yeah, way more production on the on the record. Yeah version than this i maybe yeah. the maybe the feedback you're talking about there was an extra guitar underneath at the very end when the with the twinkling guitars that might have been it um i'm trying to think i wrote something down last night so he really drags out the n somewhere on here <laughs> i must have been talking about something else then huh hmm. pretend i 
didn't do anything about that. Why did I write that? <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Anyway, um, here's another thing um, that happened in this uh, in this week is that uh, Mark Hoppus again was on Twitch answering questions and somebody asked more about Jimmy Eat World, so we got to jump into it. Yeah. Somebody asks him to rank the Jimmy Eat World albums. Ah, uh, yes. This was so a- I thought we could play this. You saw yes. this. Rank Jimmy Eat World's albums. Clarity, Static Prevails, Futures, Bleed American, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Love the etc. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think, if you think about where he's sort of landing in there. I mean, Blink, I mean, when Futures came out, Blink was just about to break up. So everything on his list before et cetera is before Blink broke up. And Mark really, his career took a big trajectory shift after that. He went in to do a lot of producing. I think he was just way too busy to really consume their albums as a fan at that point. It was more like, oh, great, Jimmy World released another record. I'll listen to it. As opposed to really digging in with it. Right. And even um, me being put on the spot, I don't think I could name any of the other albums in order with confidence after Futures. You know, being put on the spot. It's it's another thing when someone's, you know, hey, I've got to go these. So, (laughs) totally. I get it. Uh, So, the other video I sent you, have you seen this? This came out today. So, yes, I watched it this morning, liked them, and then they said, hey, you want to like our page? I was like, what the hell? Why not? So, I liked their page. (laughs) That this was, at first, I was kind of. I thought when I heard the first vocalist playing the piano, I thought, oh, cool, it's a piano cover. He's got kind of a higher voice, and then it builds into the other player. So, yes. Uh, I suppose we can listen to a little bit. The yeah. first star I see may not be a star. We can't do a thing but wait so Then it, then it builds. <laughs> yeah. Time such clumsy time and deciding if it's time. Not saying that uh, these people don't have, you know, families and kids and all that, but do you miss a bit of kind of having the freedom of like let's say laying out your instruments in the middle of your living room you know setting your <laughs> I, that's amp what up. my office at work is for yeah <laughs> my office at work has guitars hanging on the wall like yeah. when i got that office i was like hey uh do you mind if i like hang stuff and <laughs> basically all my guitars are there i have like a bass here yeah and my keyboard is here but yeah like all my stuff is at work and i do all of that stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be like, oh, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay an hour late at work tonight and I'll work on something. <laughs> right. And I've got my I mean, I've uh, got this 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 office You know, I call it the office, but that I built specifically for music. It's different, yeah. though, being able to just be in the living room and pick something up. It's tough, You're man. Right. You know, and like tonight, Jack was standing on one of my uh, my uh, nylon string guitar <laughs> playing it with his feet. Oh my God. I know. I said, dude, get <laughs> off it, man. Come on. Respect the instrument. I guess in a way, like I am currently set up in my living room. The only difference is I have to clean up. Exactly. This is all going to be gone by the morning. Right. West won't even know that I was down here. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, Let's see. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, Jim Axon's session, he played Just Watch the Fireworks uh, on a Sunday. 
Get Right, Damage, and then he did a cover of Crooked Fingers or Eric Bachman's Call to Love with uh, What's Her Name from Best Coast and Zach was on it. Yeah. And uh, holy shit, Jim can play the fuck out of the bass. I was like, <laughs> dude, like you're like shredding right now. What the fuck? Um, he is and, he's becoming uh, more and more of a true musician, man. A, a, a musician. I know of many he's talents. figuring it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that clip I played last week where he was like, "Oh man, I'm really like doing this, like for real. I'm doing it." <laughs> oh yeah, and I was um, looking he, yeah. it, when he was doing the editing there on that live stream, and somebody oh asked God. him so like, "How did you, did you do spent, all this editing yourself?" Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, I taught myself Final Cut Pro in like three days." <laughs> <laughs> he, I, as an editor, I thought he did an amazing yeah. job, especially for learning in just three days. Yeah. That was really well done, I thought. Mm-hmm. As split screens, especially in Final Cut Pro, I mean, here's the thing is, if you have no video editing experience before that, you're not hindered by everything you learned before it. But right. I've been cutting in Final Cut Pro during this pandemic just to get my chops up on it because I've never used that one. Um, I'm mostly an avid at work, and then I use Premiere here at home. But Final Cut 10, it's so different that if you are stuck in your ways in the old track-based timeline system, it's tough to figure out how to do those things. So, like, the things he did I could do in Premiere and Avid really quickly and easily would be much more difficult for me in Final Cut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he absolutely killed the edit. And I did uh, appreciate, and only, like, a few niche fans are going to notice, is the, did you notice the racing stripe on his bass? Um, no, I did not. He had like a racing stripe right on the cutaway at the top. Not the cutaway, but the, uh, uh, the little like where the body kind of the cutouts back. Yeah. Not the, not I'm the sorry, cut not the cutout. Out. The, uh, you just said that the, the back yeah. of the, 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 the butt of the base. Anyway, <laughs> um, Tom DeLong from Blink when he did Boxcar Racer had a racing stripe there. And then when he, on his fender and then when he got the Gibson, uh, he put that same racing stripe in a different position, but it reminded me of like boxcar racer era Tom, uh, which I thought was cool. <laughs> Little um, homage. And then, holy shit! So I was watching it right, and I had the volume at a certain place, and then when that song kicked in, it was one hundred percent like mixed and mastered, and it sounded amazing. And the cover is absolutely incredible, but it's so much louder than him solo. Yeah, with right. acoustic guitar. <laughs> it was so insane. Uh, so I think. Uh, yeah, the four-month-old Keaton was upstairs sleeping, and I, like, freaked out. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, it's too loud. <laughs> um, and then I actually sat through all 40 minutes of Zach's drum clinic. Did you? Uh, I, you know what? It came up he on my recommendation to, today. I didn't look at it yet. Right. So I watched it, and what was funny is, like, you know, when you're in high school and you're in a band, uh, everybody thinks they kind of know what they're doing. Unless Zach doesn't know what he's doing. My drummer in high school, and I text him. I text him the video. I was like, dude, you did all of these things he did like in his video. Um, and uh, I, 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 I shouldn't have been surprised. Uh, Jeff is an incredible drummer. He doesn't play anymore, but uh, Jeff is so thorough about everything he does in his life. The fact that he would know how to tune a drum correctly uh, shouldn't have been a surprise to me, but you figure everybody's just sort of guessing at most things in high school. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, Zach watching Zach do it was just like watching Jeff at band practice do it in you know 2001 so right I, now uh, and what what's what was, was his whole cool. motivation I mean is this gonna be a series right isn't he gonna uh, be doing some kind of re- well he did the IG live things a couple times um and I think he was having issues saving it after the fact 
So he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to edit it after the fact and uh, and put it up. And so he's just trying to do content like everybody That's else what I is figured. from a drummer's point of view for people like education and yeah. you know whatever how I do it, you know, and like even he talks about like uh, dampeners. He just uses gaff tape as opposed to like, you know, there's companies that make things for dampening right. and stuff. And uh, and Jeff, who now works as a as an assistant director in film and television, I told him, I was like, yeah, he just uses gaff. And he was like, yeah, it's the best thing. <laughs> and I said, you know, it's probably in the where he is all the time. There's roadies around that have gaff tape and stuff. So you don't have to, like, worry about finding exactly, anything. Exactly. Yeah, it'll always um, be in supply. But Jeff, <laughs> Jeff was saying there's a duct tape brand commercial, I guess, out right now. And in the commercial, in the duct tape at brand commercial, somebody puts duct tape on their drum head and his wife, my buddy's wife was like, what is happening? He's like, oh no, <laughs> dude, the tape does stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the tape matters. <laughs> uh, so it was funny. Lots of drum talk today um, from me while I caught up on that. And then um, last, last, last thing is the random lyric generator. Uh, we had some fun with that this week and I tweeted out a link. Um, yeah, I saw a couple of I good screenshots came back up. from that one. Yeah, so random. So somebody, I think I was, I don't know what I was looking for. I, I was doing research and, oh, Danny, uh, our guest last week, yes, um, from MXPX memes, Sadie Hawkins pod and all this stuff. He had mentioned on Sadie Hawkins pod that he searches like AZ lyrics or something. I don't remember exactly the site. I got to text him and find out. But he searches it because it's all plain HTML text and it makes it really easy to search as opposed to like Genius has so much other shit going on. It's not easy to search it as a database. But I don't think he copied and pasted each song into a document. Somehow he's searching just the lyrics on that site. And I was like, oh, that reminds me of like one of those AI lyric generators. Remember like last year it was like a big deal. It's like I fed all, all of Weezer's lyrics into a lyric generator and this is what it spat out. And it became such a meme that I didn't think it was a real thing. And it took me a little Googling, but I did find one that you could just enter an artist's name. And I think it felt like the guy had done some preliminary work on certain artists. And then outside of that, there were um, artists that it would just randomly pull from like an AZ lyrics or something and uh, let's see what it says. It says, uh, I can generate fake lyrics by any artist, but I was made for Lil B. So yeah. this person very specifically made it for Lil B. Um, type an artist above, and if I've heard of them, I'll show you some fake lyrics. If I haven't heard of them, I'll download all their lyrics from Lyrics Wiki, and once I'm done, I'll be able to generate fake lyrics for them too. So I'm assuming it's a bot that does that. Right. It just pulls it from Lyrics Wiki. So I, and then it, I work using Markov chains. I'll read through all of someone's lyrics and figure out which words are most likely to follow other words. To generate a new fake line, I'll pick a starting word and then use those probabilities to pick the other words to come after it. This is designed by somebody named Andrew Monks. Uh, Looks like he did it way back in 2013. There's a GitHub thing. I never even understood what GitHub is. Um, But my favorite part is that as soon as you refresh the page, it's a new set of lyrics. So right now, uh, this one says, it's not bigger that I'm thinking somewhere you where else will be first to never will. <laughs> so some of them are unintelligible, but sometimes there's some really funny good stuff. Like one was like, don't sit on my face or something like that. <laughs> um, anyway, it's my new favorite thing. I think It is pretty cool, though. Um, 
And you can see, yeah. you can definitely, you read the different lines that other people have uh, provided the screenshots and you can see them. You, you you look at them and go, oh, that is a Jimmy, that's a Jimmy Eat World lyric. It does not make any yeah. sense. However, I have seen that several times in their, in their lyrics. Well, yeah, you had one that said Rockstar, it, I mean, it like shouted out like a song from every album, essentially. Rockstar, what it's a little sweetness will be at your eyes meet mine. We still have static sources <laughs> hit all the marks <laughs> so weird um anyway that's all the housekeeping i have and now we can talk disintegration from the stay on my side tonight ep track two of five produced by mark trombino and jimmy world justin what do you got what do i have this is no i have this as track one am i mistaken I wrote it down wrong. Yes, exactly. Okay. What I said. Track you said one. track two, so that that's actually over. So this <laughs> no, one, yeah, I'm this, totally this opens up. <laughs> this opens up the "Stay on My Side Tonight" album, and I was surprised. So, so this is a bigger, a bigger uh, EP of theirs, uh, but I was surprised by how many comments there were on song meanings. There were almost sixty comments for this track, um, and I love this first one. So the first one was from Ruth Less uh, in August thirty. 30- on August 31 of 2005. So this is, uh, when did this one get released? This was, is it uh, October? It was 2005. So September. Yeah, I didn't write down the. Yeah, September 13th, 2005, I think, was the digital release of this. Yeah. So that she had heard this before. She goes, uh, seems kind of like a relationship falling apart. What happened to the love we both knew, we both chased? I can relate to that entirely right now. Yeah, I don't know. I hate being the first person to comment. <laughs> <laughs> which I get. I totally get that. Yeah. There's no other, uh, you know, there's no, no one else to bounce your ideas. There's no one else to, uh, to read from and kind of get a little bit of a, an insight to what they're thinking. But hey, look, man, she, uh, she, uh, she set the bar there. <laughs> I think I yeah, agree totally. with her to, to a certain, um, degree with it uh, being about a relationship, you know, big, yeah. big surprise. Right. What do you think of when you hear the line hanging on a cigarette? I'm going to copy an image and send it to you. Hanging on a cigarette? I want to know what you think. Yeah. Does does anything come to mind when you think of that? Or when you hear that line? Hanging on a cigarette? I mean, I, I, have, a, I have an image in my head. A, a picture of a the musician. The image I'm sending you now. <laughs> no, mine actually had to do with the musician. I couldn't even picture oh, the musician. Okay. But a very uh, a very similar shot. Um, this is, that's, is that Ray Stance? That's Ray Stance. That's Ray Stance from with the completely <laughs> vertical out of his lip. And it's not, there is no trick to this. I think he was smoking it seconds yeah. before that and just opens his mouth and it's still on his lip. Yeah, I'll, but I think it was probably one of those things where like the joke was it was going to fall out of his mouth and it just hung yeah. there and they kept it. Which was infinitely better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so no, um, I don't, th- I didn't think of that, but that is, uh, that is genius. <laughs> Since 2005, that's the image in my mind that I think of when I hear that line. Um, <laughs> you know, someone else had mentioned uh, Emo ASD, which was a few, I want to say this was just a few comments down. Uh, yeah, let me go back to the first page and look at this. Emo ASD, yeah, they were the third comment down. Uh, toward the bottom... He says, that's just my reading of it, guys. No doubt influenced by personal experiences. What they had just said was, um, let me read their first line, which was, let me first say, I think our guy has very deep feelings for this girl, but she doesn't reciprocate. But at, toward the end, he goes, anyone heard Sick Transit Gloria by uh, by Brand New? 
And mm-hmm. and I I listened to it and looked at the lyrics of that one because that was one of those songs that I don't think I ever listened to the lyrics. Um, well, let me go over the lyrics real quick. So Jim just starts off with "I've spent my last night strung up and pulled tight, holding out, sleeping proud. An answer comes without a please. Do what you want." So I can get that. Judging from this first line in this first or the this first verse that this guy's got issues with the relationship that they have. And the last two lines, an answer comes without a please. And please is in quotes. So I imagine, I don't know if you have the liner notes. Uh, you know I do. Let me pull Yeah. Up. So an answer comes without a please. Do what you want. It sounds like the the relationship has moved to a point where they're just got to a point where neither is considering um, the other's feelings. And there's no please. There's no consideration. It's just... They do what they want, and then he just agrees and says, "You know what? Do what you want." So I got the same the but same I'm feeling. Drinking <laughs> the same feeling that uh, what did they say? Though emo ASD had said, where it's just about a relationship that is falling apart, and also that that follows the title, which is disintegration, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm pulling up the yeah. sure that was the so that's the first verse that really sets the the tone for this, um, and it's a slow jam too. Coming into this, there's a little bit of that ethereal, okay, there's that ethereal, um, I don't know if it's guitar, but then there's a very distant, uh, it's got a high amount of reverb or echo in there. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I don't know if that's- And there's something about the tone that he uses that reminds me, what what, what does that guitar tone in this track specifically remind you of? And maybe uh, there's a reason it reminds me of this band. Let me listen to it real quick and see what I think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess the, uh, don't tell me, I keep wanting to say the Pussycat Dolls, but no, it's the, uh, I mean, if you conflate this band with the Pussycat Dolls, I'll be, no, it's not, it's not, that's just what's, what's, uh, (laughs) the psychedelic furs. Oh no. I, well, I don't know that band very well. So I immediately go to the cure. Oh, you know, very same, same, same time frame. Yeah. Right. I'm assuming I go to The Cure because their most popular album, arguably, is Disintegration. Ooh. Um, so I went to the song by the band The Cure, Disintegration, uh, and really didn't come up with any parallels. Um, I mean, if you, I read the lyrics and they're just like, if, if you put all of The Cure's lyrics into a lyric generator and this is the song that it would spit out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, lyric wise, it's like black velvet and kisses and darkness and uh, uh, over and over. Um, awesome, absolutely incredible song. I don't really see a tie in. However, if they're writing this song and they're like, "Oh, it's about like a," uh, 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 they, you know, let's let's pretend if it were my band in high school, I'd be like, "Uh, let's play that Cure sounding song." And then, oh, what's this song about? Oh, kind of a relationship dissolving. Oh, let's call it disintegration since it sounds like the cure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it uh, definitely it channels the vibes of that uh, that 80s guitar sound. Yes. Kind of the, that, totally. the, the shoegaze kind of a, where it's it's a little bit heavily um, heavily affected or it's got you yeah. know, a lot of effects on there. A lot of uh, um, 
resonance in there. Yeah, maybe they were. Uh, uh, what was that? Oh fuck! What was that band? Austin's Halo. Halo. Uh, oh uh, shit! The shoegaze band we were talking <laughs> about, like 10, Allison's Halo. Forty episodes. Allison's it Halo. Was Allison's yeah. Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Allison's Halo probably hates the Cure. I don't know why, but they probably do. Like that's who they're, they're always cool. living up to. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 always like, I'm sick of hearing about the fucking Cure already. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yes, yeah. please is in quotes, as you were saying. Okay. <laughs> and then it goes into the chorus, which is repeated um, a few times throughout this, you know, as as per usual here. Wonder why I'm so caught off guard. And that's when the drums really start to come in, right? That's when they, yeah. Which and we'll it's get, not Zach alone on the drums No, it's here. not. No, it's not. We got Mark Trombino of Drive to Like, Jehu, also production, uh, doing percussion, but also... Tony Hajar of the band Sparta. Uh-huh. And at the drive-in. Oh, I didn't realize that. I think I only came up with Sparta. Yeah. Uh, in my thing. So, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, at the drive-in. Yeah, that guy's sick on drums. Um, right. Do you know the tie-in? Like, how do they just know each other from touring, playing festivals? Did Mark call him Well, in? did, yeah, maybe he did. Did at the drive-in, and maybe I'm putting them, getting them mixed up with at the drive-in and then drive like Jehu. Uh, like mm, maybe that's a lot of driving <laughs> and I don't think they have, maybe they never played together. And, and that's probably the, the, the commonality between them that I'm finding here. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just brought him in and said, Hey, Tony Hajar is just sick on the drums. And and when you listen to it, it is very, it, it it's multi-layered, but with four yeah. dudes playing at once. And you, you didn't mention that, that Jim, did you mention that Jim was also there too? Oh, do, oh so that's in the photo, right? Right. That we had to unearth. So last week or something I sent while I was doing my research, I sent Justin a tweet because one of my search terms is through Jimmy World's own Twitter account, the name of the song. A lot of it came, they have a lot of twit.fm twit <laughs> links. Uh, they were really in on the twit.fm movement. Um, but in there, they posted a picture using TwitPick of them in the studio recording this. And I sent it to Justin because I'm only on my phone. I just was producing a white screen. You ended up getting a little further and actually produced the photo, which we'll post with the with the yeah. post of this. Uh, yeah, so the thing, Twitter but- status as of, this was 12-8 of 2010. Uh, Jimmy World says, recording drums for our song Disintegration, left to right, Mark Trombino, Zach, Tony, Hajar, um, and Jim. And then it has a link to the TwitPick, which is no longer blue, right? Now, right. I it, I thought that, you know, wait, okay, TwitPick got absorbed by Twitter. And there yeah. were articles I was reading about something like 8 million photos that Twitter was going to absorb and then maintain. Uh, there is, there are a couple of articles stating that I never found a tool. I never found a reference that said, okay, if you have the, um, if you have the, the image code for your TwitPick, Copy and paste it here. We'll show you what picture that was. Nothing. Oh. Nothing. Mm. So I was, I, I kind of hit a dead end there. Even going back to the archive, archive.org, uh, the Wayback Machine and looking, the picture that we came up with was that blank picture. Right. It, it still says TwitPick because it's got the the imagery that that's stuck in the archive. Uh, and there was one comment, let me go bring this up, from a gentleman by the name of I believe it was Chris R. Wood. Yep, Chris R. Wood. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And this was hot. We filmed a scene from Disney's Star Truck, Starstruck in there. And which made me think even more that I got to find this photo. 
Because there's something about this that, uh, I don't know, is very noticeable or unique. Right. Um, and so I did, a, I started searching for the, the actual text in there and came across another site called Global Grind. And they have a thing called Twit Picks of the Day. So on this day, um, December mm. 8th of 2010, they put together a little article. Um, and it says, Global Grind's most amazing Twit Picks of the Day. And check these other tweets that were um, posted on that same day. So one was Perez Hilton. Remember Perez Hilton? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's happening with I don't know. Perez Hilton? I don't know. Um, hey, at Justin Bieber, look, I just got my purple glasses coolness. Um, uh-huh. We've got who else? Oh, Ashanti. Nini is heated. She has a dental appointment and needs to go under anesthesia. Hashtag say a prayer for Nini. Hey, man. Uh, Snoop Dogg tweeted blue rag and blue eyes. Oh, you got to blew it up. Yeah. And then. Trued up. Oh, Joan Rivers. I'm at a W.E. photo shoot. What do you think? Is the necklace too much for daytime? It's just. <laughs> oh, and Martha Stewart. The last one. Martha Stewart. I am on the radio now. one 675 6675 Call in and ask me your questions. Oh, sick. Yeah. Is she out? She's out, right? She's a. Uh, she is out, yeah. Yeah, okay. She and Snoop, uh, I think, are both. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought so. And and then there was the tweet from Jimmy at World. So, again, none of these images show uh, in the article because they're probably saved on, on TwitPic. So, I, yeah. one last-ditch effort to search for um, the term. And instead of searching for the entire term, that, that actual tweet, I searched just for the names Mark Trombino, Tony Hajar, and then Zach. I found their names in loose order on a blogspot.com article. Cool thing about Blogspot yeah. is that it copies the image to Google servers and it saves them there. So thank goodness for uh no one wants this story. <laughs> yes, this is this is the site. No one wants this story. Um posted when Wednesday, December 8th, 2010. So this is uh yeah, the same day. Um, and, and they wrote in here, my favorite Jimmy Eat World song is Disintegration, which they released on their Stay On My Side Tonight EP. I always found the drum sound in the song to be fascinating. I love when musicians get outside the box creative, either in the studio or on stage, and I love finding out what creative and experimental techniques they use to achieve certain sounds. It's inspiring. So then he mentions the uh, the band's Twitter account and goes on to say, as you can see, it's a pretty interesting setup. There were four drum sets being played at the same time to get the huge drum sound in the song. The drummer's from left to right, and they go to name them. Um, But when you see this picture, it's a bunch of, they're either, I think they're just bass drums set up like floor toms. Correct. Yeah, they're kick drums set up on uh, um, chairs. So there's like two chairs facing each other, and then the floor, the kick tom, or the kick drum set horizontally atop it right and and it's a long exposure um probably because of the low light in there i mean it's a cool shot but you just can't really you can make out zach uh and jim's kind of putting his head up but the other guys there's not really a clear shot of them but it's a pretty cool picture and uh we've saved it in the archives we're not going to lose it again (laughs) yes no this is going up on the instagram so yeah thank you so much to this guy he stopped blogging in 2015 Um, always a bummer you wonder what happens life life goes on let's see Closed shops and talkative teenagers. Today, I walked 23 blocks to the comic shop only to find that it's closed. Uh, let's go to the end. Mm, nope. It was just really nothing post. I guess you just got over it and went and did something else. But the blog lives on. Right. And Chris R. Wood, if you're listening to this, uh, your comment, we you know didn't go unseen. 
we we did look into Starstruck. <laughs> oh, did you watch? I it? didn't watch I the to. whole thing. I mean, I scrubbed uh, through it. It looks, you know, there. If you go on the YouTube page where you know the the person had ripped it, it's it's a low quality rip of it. Uh, it is on Disney Plus. Is it? Then that's going to be the high it quality is on version. Plus, I would yeah. I would suggest watching yeah. that one. It seems like one of those. Um, it's it's kind of a, a little bit campy, maybe not necessarily campy, but it's got that Disney feel to it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the thing about this photo is that, and your theory was, I believe, correct, is that this is probably a stage. Like they probably built a set on this stage, um, right? Because those rafters are all high. Uh, it's it's a big nothing room. It's a big drum room essentially. Right. Uh, you could build a set in there easily. So. Yeah, and I imagine I'll, that I'll, the area to the right is what you're talking about, where they probably had the stage, right? I would assume so, but I mean, I guess for science, I'll watch the movie. And right. We'll see if we can pull the clip. Right. And, you um, know, it's it seems to be uh, pretty well received by, you know, a small group of people. It's not like it's a terrible movie. It's it's Disney. For, no, you know. previous guest of the pod, Grace, was at least familiar with it. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me give you a couple sentences of the, or the plot here. Christopher Wilde is a famous pop star and teen idol whose music is very successful all around the world. Sarah Olson of Kalamazoo, Michigan, is an obsessive fan of Christopher Wilde who seeks to use her family's trip to Hollywood, California to visit her widowed grandmother as an opportunity to meet him for spring break. Oh my god, this movie sounds so tight. I know it does actually. Although it's got a good plot. Remember the days sounded cool, and that movie was so bad. <laughs> well, hopefully um, this can redeem the the found footage um, that we come across with Jimmy Eat World, right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, did you notice there's one comment on here uh, on this blog spot post uh, from anonymous? Uh, this was January 2011. I've always wondered how they made such a such a sound. Thanks for the info. Great song. <laughs> thanks, Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Anonymous. That's what we think, too. Yeah. If you're Anonymous, 44 J.E. Pub. Yeah, okay. So that was the full story behind the drums, which come in at the chorus, are absolutely yeah. huge. Do you want me to try to find a little bit of the drums? Fuck yeah. Okay, let's see if I can find the drums. Do they come in on the first chorus or is it the second chorus? Do they come in on the first chorus or the second chorus? The first chorus. Okay, let's see if I can find this. My last night, tight, out. A little bit further. Man, this is such, it's such a... Even sl- this is pretty tight. Yeah. But that's just floor toms, yeah. Man, it's panned. You can hear the... Ear to ear. They're huge, man. And this is a Phil Collins song, Oh, yeah, right? totally. <laughs> I 
Yeah, and you can hear it. I always pictured Zach just sitting there, you know, rolling over the toms, getting into it, hitting them hard. But this makes way more sense yeah. to that the the spaciousness of of the bass. You can hear the bigness of that. Oh room yeah. Too. And when we post the picture, I mean, definitely everybody should check out this picture on Instagram on our Instagram. Yeah, it is just um, resonating through that room. Yeah, there's not a lot of dampening happening in that room. <laughs> The open rafters and stuff. So uh, I got to correct myself. Uh, and maybe <laughs> did you notice that uh, David from Growing Up Punk was like, every time I want to correct David, he ends up correcting himself on the pod. So I'm going to correct myself here. All right. Um, this did have another so- title, this song. It used to be called Coming Home. It's the disintegration demo. I just sent it to you. Uh, let's not only take a little bit of listen to that, but let's take a listen to how the demo version of the drums in that chorus Ooh. sound as opposed to because they probably didn't have four kick drums going. Right, now this... this, this uh, oh, this is Metal Luke. Uh, we came across this. The demo? Yeah, we came across this before. Or it, it, it was something with this... Um, Channel? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, Metal Luke had, had come up before. He's so meta. Oh, yeah. He's all over the place. <laughs> Part of the Trombino sessions. I spent my last night. An original track is 7 minutes and 44 seconds. This one is 9 minutes and 13. Right. You'll notice here because this is already different. different vocal line yeah play this live this is what i imagine zach doing right i could picture him playing this this seems playable (laughs) this does have that gong or china symbol yeah i think it's that upside down funky china china yeah which i don't know i think he has since retired that from his uh, kid I don't know if I've ever seen Zach play a China symbol live. Yeah. Have to look into that. It's I don't know, man. They don't look as rock as they look a little hokey. Anyway, yeah, this, this demo rocks, especially that it's like way longer. Oh yeah. I mean, even this, everything's really. Yeah, they they draw out uh, at least four more measures out here. 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's your extra minute and a half, right? The yeah, extra exactly. lines. So there we go. Now we're getting into the first verse. But you see, he doesn't go holding up. Yeah. It was just like a double long verse. I think he's just repeating that same first verse he had. So knowing that the title here is Coming Home, does it give you a different uh, perspective on the song at all? Um, hmm, that's a good question. You know, kind of like maybe he caught them in, in something. Like hit her with somebody else. Instead being of do unfaithful. what you want, I'm coming home. Yeah, why would he change it from I'm coming home to do what you want? I mean, that definitely changes the perspective of the song. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe I'm just looking at it too literally. Maybe it is just him. Do what you want is so much more dismissive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. I like that demo. Yeah, that's a good demo. That's pretty high quality. Um, so it's interesting because, yeah, Gil, it's from the Trombino sessions. So, yeah, they demoed the song with Trombino then. But then Trombino produced the EP, at least has producer credit. So it's like they left Trombino for creative differences on Futures, went back to Trombino for Stay on My Side Tonight, and then left Trombino until Invented again. Huh. Curiouser and curiouser. Uh, <laughs> because I, I mean, I can't. I, they may have fallen out for like the record, but maybe they still kept in touch. And he kind of dipped yeah. his finger on a few things and like, hey, look, I can I can consult and and offer my my expertise on us on a few things. Yeah, but. it's interesting. We'll have to get back to it when we do another invented track. But I felt like there was such a big deal that like you started and never finished futures with them, and now you're coming back on invented, and it's almost like. Either the press, which it wouldn't surprise me, are forgetting about Stay On My Side Tonight, or even, like, the band doesn't say, well, actually, we went and did Stay On My Side Tonight EP. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, huh. Anyway, uh, thoughts to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah. Yeah, so the biggest the, the the biggest metaphor in this in this song, I think, is the, is the line, hanging on a cigarette. You need me, um, you know, she's addicted to him. But you burn me. So you'll yep. you'll take me and you'll just essentially burn me and toss me aside like mm-hmm. trash. That's the biggest metaphor, um, or at least the most poignant metaphor in this in this whole song. That also uh goes back to the whole disintegration of their relationship. And um yeah, I don't think I really even wrote down an analysis, but it was it was fairly clear to me that this is about um a relationship that that is disintegrating, right? Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. This says recorded at Ocean Studios. Yes, but so is that that is where that picture was taken? It has to be. So Ocean Studios must have been for that one. The other ones were on this album were at Unit Two in in right. Tempe. But yeah, if somebody you know this this guy that that commented on there, Chris R. Wood, lives and works out here in L.A. This the Disney you know movie was was shot out here to be out here in Malibu so yeah it had to be at Ocean Studios. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe they use because Ocean Studios, they wouldn't have used Ocean as like a stage, as a staging area. So they must have shot something at Ocean for some reason. I drove by Ocean today, actually. There's a ton. We had a doctor's appointment in Hollywood, and then we went to Chick-fil-A on the way home, mm. which I get is problematic. Um, let me say that the Chick-fil-A in Hollywood had a sign out front when the whole uh, thing came out. Uh, this was like five seven years ago now about the CEO being uh, uh, basically a bigot and uh, and homophobic a-hole, essentially. Um, that management put out a sign that said, not only do we not align ourselves uh, with his beliefs, but we are giving back actively to the West Hollywood community and all that stuff. So I do only go to that one location. Anyway, <laughs> all that is to say, I drove by Ocean Studios today. They're building a huge, like, um, they're building a ton of condos and stuff around on Sunset. Uh, it's so weird. Um, and also there's no traffic, but there's all this, um, uh, construction and stuff going on Sunset Boulevard right now. Yeah. Which I wonder, like, I guess those construction people wear masks and things, but, um, it's kind of a trip that like people, I mean, it still takes hundreds of people to build a building. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, so, um, and, uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah. And this is why I thought Sparta because he's Tony is credited on the liner notes as being from Sparta, hmm. not just being uh, uh, the thing. Now, at the end of the song, he sings Lie Lie Better Next Time and then says the name of the EP. Stay on my side tonight. Right. Did you see the lyrics in the liner notes? Well, I was reading through song meanings and there were a couple people going back and forth correcting people. Um, and they ended up saying one guy said, hey, I have the liner notes and it says Lie Lie Better Next Time. Is, uh, is that not what you're seeing? No. It says try to lie better next time. Stay on my side tonight. Which I actually really like that lyric. I don't hear that lyric. Uh, but we've talked about them writing one thing on the lyric sheet and uh, and singing something different on the record. But Let me go back to page one at the very bottom. I think that's when the conversation started. Red light, correction, try to lie better next time. Stay on my side tonight. It's hard to tell, but the official lyrics are those. And then let me go a little bit further because correction, and this is from Slow Dance 104, correction, I think it's lie, lie better next time, stay on my side tonight instead of right, right. Um, you know, th- there we go. And th- this it was Jay Adkins 27. The next one, yeah, it's definitely lie, lie better next time. If you buy the LP, the lyrics are on the inside and that's what it is says. So he says when he starts with lie, lie better next time. Yeah, it's interesting. I thought I saw it somewhere. It said right, right. Or it's on the song meaning. Is it on the song meanings page? Somewhere I did see right, right. And I screenshotted Apple Music, but yeah. Apple Music says lie, lie. No, yep, yeah, it is on song meanings. There it is. Right, right. Better next time. Stay on my side. So they didn't actually uh, fix this. So it says right, right. Better next time. Do we need to make time. a song meanings account and uh, yeah, adjust and then, yeah. it? Is it like a wiki? <laughs> I don't, I don't important. know if you can. I think we have to reach out to fading the lines who submitted them oh, and, and sent it to Fading them. Lines definitely forgot their password oh, to their song meetings. Right. Account. Oh, totally. <laughs> and they don't have the uh, the recovery email active anymore. No, no, no. At AOL.com or something that they had back Oh, yeah. Then. Fading the Lines at AOL. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? No, but I bet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. So it's officially uh, Lie Lie Better Next Time. Uh, stay on my side tonight, and they name Whoa. they name the EP there. Stay on my side tonight, which I, I imagine that. has some some um, some bigger meaning, right? So the the name of the EP shows up in the first song, Disintegration. Yeah, 
Yeah. And uh, um, does that tie into the the cover at all of the of the dude with the with the high Elliot Smith with the high robe um, smoking the cigarette? Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know. Right. And did we determine it's a dude? Yeah. It's 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 most definitely a dude. I yeah. I want to say one of our listeners had corroborated, or or at least uh, <laughs> agreed with us that it was um, that it's a guy. We can tell by the hands. Yeah, you know what? Well, we have a few more songs. We can reach out to uh, this guy, Dan Monick, and get him on the pod and ask him. <laughs> and we can find out who that yeah. is. Right. Is it, is, it, is it the same guy? From, no, it's not. Because uh, oh, we already interviewed the guy that did the Futures Art. But is it that actor <laughs> um, oh. standing in front of the phone booth? <laughs> is it The that, guy, his, his buddy. Name? His yeah. buddy. I think his buddy Chris or, or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, could very well be. You know what the high robe that we're mentioning it. You know what that reminds me of. Did you ever watch Thirty Rock? Um, I've I've seen uh, a few episodes here and there. Uh, Will Forte um, is like uh, he's like a an executive at NBC, I believe. Um, oh, Will Arnett, not Will Forte. Will Arnett, um, and. Uh, He's always coming on to Kenneth, who's the page, the NBC page. Um, And uh, there's a scene. Let me see if I can find it where Kenneth says, uh, your robe is so high. And he says, thanks. I hemmed it myself. (laughs) Let me see. Uh, uh, This is at 52 seconds into this video. Oh, my. That's an awful short robe. I know. I had to cut it down myself. <laughs> As he twirls. <laughs> oh, Kenneth. You know, I was a page. And when I was in the program, we'd give each other a hand. Oh, God. Can you give me a hand, Kenneth? <laughs> For a fellow page, anything. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cut it down myself. <laughs> And then he does the twirl, the seductive oh, twirl. The twirl is so good. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I think. Maybe it's maybe it's uh <laughs> maybe it's him. <laughs> they caught Will Arnett down at the pool smoking a ciggy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So uh, the bridge lie lie better next time. Stay on my side tonight. Um, one last thing about the lyrics that I wanted to mention was I wonder why I'm so caught off guard when we kiss. And aside from the drums getting sick right there, um, <laughs> that line, I forgot to mention that up at the top, is it makes me think of something that they probably would have done so naturally now gets under his skin or he has a problem mm. with something that's so, um, for it, people in a relationship, just seems so natural. And that's why he's caught off guard. Like, that's what he's thinking about. He's not thinking about, you know, this is just a just a an idle kiss that we give each other. This is something that makes him take a step back and think about the relationship. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much in this. It's him coming to the realization. Maybe. Yeah. It could be like, this is it. I mean, we're really, it's, it's disintegrating. I've got, it's got to the point where now when we kiss, I can't even not think about it. Well, and so what do you think stay on my side tonight? You, you had touched on it and then we asked about that and then we got into Will Arnett and off on a huge tangent. Yeah. But stay on Lie, lie better next time. So uh, uh, two things. Stay on my side tonight makes me think of when you have a bed 
with a significant other, one of the sides is your side. It has your phone charger. It's where you're more comfortable. You get right. up on that side of the bed. Lie, lie has two different meanings to tell a falsehood or to literally lie on a bed. How do you lie on a bed better? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, you could really, you could you could kind of break that down and say lie, lie better. If, if they are lying in bed, maybe this person l- laid down with somebody else and maybe you need to choose mm. who you lie down with better next time. Um, but right. for the the night, you know, coming home. Let's say we we take that original track title into into consideration. Coming home, maybe he's home, um, but he's not necessarily completely over. So stay on my side tonight. You know, lay with me one more time. Um, I don't know. It just seems it it definitely seems like they're the the, the guy or the gentleman in this mm-hmm. is is in a uh, is in a really crappy spot. Uh, he can see a lot more than she can, you know, mm-hmm. assuming that the 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 main focus of this is a guy. But, yeah, that's what I get. And that's when it uh, it sort of culminates there is when they're um, lie, lie better next time. Stay on my side. Either way you think about it, if they're actually he, he's been lied to and taken advantage of or he's been physically um, cheated on and uh, yeah. it is sort of stuck and once. You know, wants her to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've never seen either of the two TV shows that I have montages for for this song. Um, but I am watching Ozark right now. Have you watched Ozark? Um, Netflix Ozark. No, I haven't. Bateman? No, I haven't. It almost makes me wonder, like, what if this is more about like criminals and criminals lying to the feds? So it's like, lie better next time. Stay on my side. Stay my ally tonight. I know that's not what it is. But it's something to think about. Yeah. So are you talking about One Tree Hill? Uh, One Tree Hill came up. I, uh, I don't know those shows at all. So right. I don't know and what, what, so what relationship these have. The more, but it, it made me think of Ozark, where there is lying and cheating and stealing and feds and stuff. We brought up One Tree Hill uh, for 23. Yeah. Okay. It came up again for disintegration. So I yes. looked further yeah. into One this. One Tree Hill. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And there are... I believe it was five total Jimmy yeah. Eat World tracks that are played on this and came to find that at on season two, episode 22, this is toward the end, they actually show up at, it's there, it's called the Trip Trick. It was an all-ages nightclub owned by one of the main characters. Um, and they actually play, so they play two songs. They open with, um, they open with Work, and then maybe they go through part of the story of the show. And then toward the end of it, for the montage at the end, that, that the, the final part of the episode, they play um, Hear You Me. And mm, But I this see. one, going along with what you said, One Tree Hill. episode 309, right? Yes. Yeah, 309. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll kind of play it because you can hear it. It builds as it goes on. And it's still close. You never know. I'm afraid I do. Dan Scott's the freaking mayor. You did your best, bud. Don't be sad. It's not that. It's Dan. And even though he might be wrong about the fire, if he thinks it's intentional, he won't stop until he finds someone to blame. I worry for that person, Lucas. I really do. Ladies and gentlemen, the soon-to-be mayor... And then it cuts over to the scene with uh, the mayor. And what you find out through this... I mean, without without giving too much away, uh, 
I guess I can't really not give too much <laughs> Don't spoil away, it for me, man. Right. But somebody tries to kill this guy, Dan Scott. Um, I don't know for what reason, but over the next couple of minutes, he is now accepting um, his nomination for mayor or not, not his nomination, but he was actually voted in as mayor. And uh, it seems what I'm assuming is that son that we heard at the beginning, um, Karen Rose's son, uh, was in cahoots with with I believe it's Dan Scott's wife to somehow I don't know if it was to kill him or if it was to set him up for something, but he didn't die for whatever reason, and he knows something is up, and he has a I think he has an idea of who did it, which is effective I believe it's his wife. Damn, One Tree Hill's fucked. I up, know, huh? and so over the course <laughs> of this of these three minutes, you start to hear disintegration pick up, and and uh, it shows the different points when. The, the wife realizes that he may know about him, you know, the, the their their plan. And um, he is you know, I don't know. It, just, it seems like it, it it's much better than uh, than I thought it was. It, I just thought it was another hit, uh, show like um, Seventh Heaven or uh, G- Gossip Girl or, or Gilmore Girls or something like that. But no, I think this is actually a pretty decent show that came out in the mid 2000s. And uh, and Jimmy World shows up four or five times in it, so I I, I think that, I think Angels and Airways might be in an episode. Yeah, I remember so, it being a big deal. Yeah, yeah. They also show up. Jack's mannequin shows up. Fallout Boy shows up. Haley James Scott. Um, they all play at this trick place in season three. Um, who else? Lupe Fiasco, Mia Catalano, Yellow Card show up there. So, oh, sick. yeah, yeah. There's actually uh, some pretty big. Uh, I wonder if uh, the I wonder if the violinist does a backflip on the show. <laughs> that was like his thing. Yeah, that was like his yeah, move. right off of the um, the double stack. Right, he would go up to the yeah, top. Dude. Yeah, I bet you his knees are pretty screwed up from that now. <laughs> that was why they had to break up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did that at the Ventura show when I saw them down there. Of course he did. Which was sick. Of course, yeah. I took uh, my buddy Nate uh, Taylor to uh, one of their their last L.A. show. And uh, I think I have a gif of him. I made a gif of a live photo of him uh, doing a backflip. <laughs> it was sick. Yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah, so that uh, One Tree Hill does show up uh, yet again in this one. And it makes me want to watch the series. It's nine seasons, so it's not oh, too bad. No, man. We got nothing but time right now. I know. I, I finished Shit's Creek and now I'm on Ozark. Yeah. Maybe I'll do One Tree Hill next, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. I you remember going uh, through it all. I don't know why. I think I started Twin Peaks The Return, or when Twin Peaks The Return was announced, I was like, oh, I should watch Twin Peaks. Had no fucking clue how insane that show was. And it made me fall all kinds of in love with David Lynch. Um, and, uh, but yeah, uh, Twin Peaks is not. I mean, it is a nighttime soap opera, but it's not, and it's so incredible. Right. Um, it's not just it. Well, it's not just strange. I mean, it's it's beyond strange, right? Yes. Have you seen it? I've only seen um, a few clips. Oh, and so yeah, I, I, didn't I didn't even really know get to it was see. strange going in. So like episode three hits, and it completely flips upside down, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's incredible. So that's David Lynch. Now, um, <laughs> going back to the emo ASDs comment, they mentioned brand new, and I looked at that uh, sick transit Gloria, 
And that the shows only up. brand new song I know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I know a few other ones. That's a very notable one. Uh, but that shows up in 1998's film Rushmore, who that's Wes oh, Anderson. Yes. Is Wes Anderson on a, like a similar is David Lynch way beyond this is or is Wes Anderson in a completely different category? I wouldn't I would categorize them only in a way that they are they are directors with iconic Styles. Like you know what what you're yeah they're they're very stylistic directors, um, but I wouldn't categorize their films as being similar in any way. Okay, I've never seen Rushmore. You know, I only know that uh, oh Jason, Rushmore's really good. Jason Schwartzman's in it. Yes, I mean that's all I knew about it, and it was R- one of those Rushmore's films that- terrific. He has a line in it where he says, uh, "I save Latin. What did you ever do?" And then he says the Six Transit Gloria line in it. I didn't realize that song was in the movie. Right. But I knew the line was in the movie. Right. Yeah. He and does. I and that's they named that's the where song it came from. So they, yeah, it was um, Jesse Lacey. Canceled. <laughs> said, since the song is about taking advantage of someone else, that was in the Rushmore down at the bottom. Oh, that's apropos. <laughs> <laughs> he would know. What did he do? I, Oh, he very much preyed on uh, young girls and fans uh, for far too long and then uh, uh, covered it up. And uh, it was bad when it all came out at once and no one in his band denied it and he didn't deny it. And I think maybe a little bit afterwards, he was like, he definitely did the I'm going to seek help uh angle uh-huh. but yeah brand new brand new is like uh, specifically jesse lacy but i think some people hold the band complicit i don't know a ton about it um uh, and uh, didn't i say something one time and i upset a bunch of people for canceling somebody um <laughs> uh, but no jesse lacy's 100 canceled um, oh wow i didn't i i said somebody was canceled not on the pod and somebody got mad at me um but jesse lacy <laughs> for sure is canceled okay yeah, I looked it up. Um, all it is is articles about him. Uh, yeah, the, the, essentially saying the same thing that you had just described. It's like the 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 progression of him uh, being found out about it, and then him apologizing and and saying that he's going to seek help. Right. Wow. And since have heard nothing from him, which uh, is probably for the better. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was quoted in saying that since the song is about taking advantage of someone else. Wow. Fitting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now this track was also. Um, did you want to talk about the disintegration? Yeah, the the lyrics at all anymore? Nope. Okay. Well, what I wanted to mention then about um, this was One Tree Hill, and also that this was on. Uh, so this was ta da da the winner of the Stay on My Side Tonight Survivor series. That, oh, I didn't even get that far. Yeah, that Walking on a Wire put on three years ago. And uh, I, I love how he puts the tracks into his uh, his report at the top. So this is Walking on a Wire from three years ago. Uh, the results are in. Wonder why I'm so caught off guard when I come back after missing a day of posting around to post the final one, only to find find not only that you're over, you're over, over, but closer <laughs> will never be who you'll dream. So they're putting the titles in in, uh, bold and then uh, italicizing the lyrics. This is great. That's right. This fast fire round survivor just became even faster by having a tie of 47% to decide that the instant winner of the Jimmy Eat World Stay On My Side Tonight Survivor poll is Disintegration. So it beat out Over and Closer, which had equal votes, and then Half Right in fourth place, and Drugs Are Me, Styrofoam Remix in fifth. 
Yeah. Uh, people love disintegration. I absolutely. Oh, fucking perfect. Play this next video. So there is a pro shot ver- version of this online. But this one I love because listen to the woman filming it in the crowd. Right, this is my reaction every time they play it. <laughs> that's me oh that's caitlin, me when they caitlin fontaine song. hold on let's hear that again it's so true i i love that video so much just for that i didn't even watch it beyond that i was like it's not gonna get better um Oh, that's exactly how I feel. I've seen them play it live maybe two or three times. And it's that reaction every time. Yeah. (laughs) Well said, Caitlin Fontaine. (laughs) Yeah, it is their second longest song. So if you're not going to get Goodbye Sky Harbor and it's full, you're going to get that. And uh, yeah, I'm going to comment on it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. When is this from? uh, The show is from October 18th, 2014. Uh, and she posted it January 17th, 2016. But yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Only 39 views on this video. She needs way more views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your comment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Are you, t- you going to comment from the too. pod account? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to go, what the hell is going on with me? My- <laughs> there we oh go. Oh, my God. Caitlin. No. And what's funny is she probably thinks we're making fun of her. No. She... Nailed it on the head. Caitlin Fontaine, exactly. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> so. Hopefully she figures it out. She'll go, what the heck is this Jimmy Eat Pod? And then and then she'll uh, she'll be able to go over and see that. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a Jimmy Eat Podcast. <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay, so, yeah, they, they won the Stay On My Side Tonight Survivor. There wasn't a lot of other community stuff that I found about it. Although, I did... And I'm sure you came across this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead to the cover thing, but the, the top um, result uh, for the Google search for this specific song came back with a cover that someone had posted into the sub. Did you see that one? Uh, it was from I Dr. So. Thruman. I don't think so. Now, I was bad. I didn't write down all of my covers separate. I just made a YouTube playlist. Gotcha. So maybe I didn't get that far. Okay. Yeah, this one came out. It was unexpected. I, I didn't actually, aside from what you had mentioned about the the cool find that you came across, I'm still unaware of, uh, I'm excited about, the uh, dis, this one was completely unexpected when I when it came up and, uh, and I saw that there was a disintegration um, cover on SoundCloud. Because I couldn't even find one on SoundCloud. I don't know why. This, for whatever reason, this didn't come up when I searched SoundCloud. Uh-huh. So I, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, also, I guess a little sur- surprised that uh, it didn't come up. Because I wonder how many other songs there are that I'm missing when I'm searching for them on uh, on SoundCloud. Mm, you know? Yeah. So I did come across that one. I you know I, you know I don't know if you had anything else to say about. Um, the uh, what the community had to say or in, uh, in articles. I got JT O'Donnell. Hit me with some JT O'Donnell, man. Top. It's a top fifty, and it's the exact reverse number of. Wow. So this is number twenty-four, huh? This is number twenty-four on JT O'Donnell's list, and here is what JT O'Donnell had to say: Disintegration 
Here's a fun thought experiment that will drive you completely insane if you're like me. If you replace <laughs> the three worst song on Futures, Drugs or Me, Night Drive, and Nothing Wrong, or Pain, take your pick, with Disintegration, Over, and Closer, would that make Futures Jimmy Eat World's best album? Don't answer that. Stay on my side tonight stands powerfully on its own, thanks in part to Disintegration, perhaps the angriest and moodiest song in their entire catalog. The brooding guitars, Jim's creeping, searing vocals, and Zach's minimal but pounding drum track set an unreal scene for a song unlike any other in their history. The choruses forge onward like a death march. Wonder why I'm so caught off guard when we kiss, rather live my life in regret than do this. And the song hits its outro coda with a bazillion gym voices singing the same lines over and over like a zombie mantra. Disintegration <laughs> is fucking wild, and I can't tell you how glad I am that the guys ended up releasing it. Also, I suspect this song's title and overall feeling is a nod to The Cure, whom all four members of the band have publicly cited as an influence. So he, Jake also draws The Cure uh, uh, link. alignment, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Link, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, wow. That hey, I, I, I was wondering where he was going with it at the, at the beginning. That would be interesting though, to have those, those three swapped out. I actually like pain though. Pain's kind of cool to me. It gives me, I think it's on my Jimmy eat rocks playlist. It's a, it's a, I think pain was the track. lead single. I remember yeah. being at CSUN and then premiering it on K rock and me just being kind of meh about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's one of the worst tracks on Futures. I'd have to listen to Futures and tell you. I I don't think I would name. I don't think I could pick a bad song on any record. And I'm looking at you, Appreciation. I don't think Appreciation <laughs> is bad. Uh, um, I you know, Coffee and Cigarettes. <laughs> coffee is fuck that song, dude. It's so good. Um, it's whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, and lastly, in sort of the community, I did my uh little search, and I just sent you a clip. Uh, this is from an, a podcast called The Great Albums. This uh, episode came out in June 28th of 2017. They're actually talking all about uh, On a Sunday, which he just performed last week on his uh, at home or what is it? Uh, shows without an audience or yeah. something like that. Um, and he specifically, I, I've told people this before, is Stay on My Side Tonight is where they sort of get into that uh get back into that clarity sound where it's more air and room in the space. So this guy kind of talks about that. Oh, okay. Here we go. Like when we play live, I think we like those songs. We like playing those songs live. That was one of the things like the Futures tour sort of showed us a lot too. Is like that song that, you know, that second half of Futures is slow. It's slow. And, you know, there's a sort of anxiety you get uh, as a performer because you're like, well, okay. We really got to bring it on those songs because it's like it's not like we're going to be able to fool them with our tempo and big loud noises, you know. And so, I think it ultimately made us better. Um, and then, and then also doing the sort of stand my side songs um, even sort of further reinforced that, you know. And, and then the EP "Stay by My Side Tonight," like I was like, this is awesome. That was awesome, and yeah. that kind of made me go, oh. People were saying, like, that's what Clarity sounded like. They were doing more of a Clarity thing. So I, I was like, okay, now I have to listen to Clarity. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one. Okay, that's weird. It gave you two clips. And the second one was the other clip I wanted to play. Anyway, you got a little bit of both. What Zach is talking about is that's from Washed Up Emo when Zach and Holly went on to talk about uh, the Wretched Desert. 
Uh. And uh, Tom from Washed Up Email absolutely loves the Stay On My Side EP. Whenever I search for Stay On My Side tonight, his he comes up all the time because he's always talking about it. Um, in that, he asks how they went from playing sort of loud, sloppy, not sloppy, but they would play loud and fast. And Zach is talking about that Futures sort of had that more introspective, less not less fun, but more introspective um, songwriting. Not introspective, but um, calculated is more like it. That's a better description. Tom mentions, oh, you guys didn't really play with like an extra musician before, and you didn't really play with backing tracks and stuff before, and now you kind of do. And he talks about the more calculated approach that they started taking. They felt that it served the songs more and served the show better, specifically Futures and Stay on My Side Tonight EP. Uh, so that was Zach's take on washed up emo. The other clip is just, you hear the guy talking about from, uh, the great albums podcast about how listening to stay on my side tonight had him return to clarity and hear it in a different way, ah. uh, which I think is fair. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it definitely has some overlapping, uh, qualities to it that, and then I think that's why I like it. It's, it's a short album. Um, but it's got a couple of songs that you find, you you get even though they're slower songs, you find your own groove in there, and this one for me has got to be the drums. The drums when they come in, uh, because the lyrics I had never listened to the lyrics clearly uh, before mm-hmm. going through this. Um, you know, all I all I hear in my head is the drums, and then lie lie better next time, stay on my side tonight. At just repeating that, repeating that, repeating that, um, and that's yeah. what's in my in, in my head when I hear this uh, this this, uh, this track. Yeah. Um, and then I think that is just about all I have before we get into covers. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's about it. Now, how many do you have? Uh, I have, well, not only covers, but I definitely have some interesting things. So I have one, two, uh, that doesn't count. I have a fan music video. I have a piano cover. Really, covers, I have two that I love if you want to do that. But I definitely have extra credit. <laughs> okay. Now, are we going to do this through Watch Together? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I should do. Here, I should, while you I send me that link, when you set that time. up, let me go ahead and start to play Dr. Thruman's. Um, this is their cover of it. So this is from Glen Burnie, United States, Dr. Thruman. Where are you here, buddy? Oh, wow. Hello, he did, he does uh, He does Thruman. a few... Um, he does mixtape, Natalie Portman, Table for Glasses, Polaris, and then the first track. So we're definitely coming back. Oh, yeah. So this is Disintegration. a little bit of a voice kind of like Jim's yeah it sounds like almost like by the numbers like yeah 
gonna jump ahead real quick. He's doubling vocals, right? Can you tell? Uh, yeah. Or he did the thing where he panned it left and right yeah. and offset it by a couple yeah. milliseconds. But they the, sound almost too identical. The drums, the drums in this sound like live drums, actual drums, which I sure, appreciate. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. I wish I had a full set that I could get out and mic and record with because they just sound nat- natural drums. There's just there's a time for electronic drums, but. I am such such a huge fan of actual, a physical um, acoustic kit. So that was Doctor Thruman. We're going to be visiting him later. He he does a lot of the longer tracks um, from Jimmy mm. Jimmy World. You know these uh, the, the average length of the songs that he has are about six minutes. Oh, you must love that mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did send you a watch together link, and we can take a look at this. All right, I'm on it. All right, so. This, I think, might be a Vampire Diaries, like, fan edit. Uh, I've never seen the show, um, but in the description, it says, Guys, I'm sorry, but I cannot do help myself anything. I love this couple so much. Video, I added Joseph and Candace, but will you? Uh, but you will agree they are so sweet. I think you'll like my crazy imagination. Now, I'm a big fan of this couple. Fandom, the Vampire Diaries. So I I don't know what any of that means. There's a ton of comments. There are eleven thousand views on this video from Cat Love Story. So uh, I don't know. I guess we'll check it out. There's like an interview at the beginning or something. All right. Uh, here we go. Here we go. You're beautiful. You're strong. You're full of light. I enjoy you. I don't know what I'm looking at. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like press photos. Oh man, if you're a Vampire Diaries fan, you'll have to let us know if this makes any sense. Klaus and Caroline, whatever that means. <laughs> they sound like pretty big characters. Uh, uh Joseph I mean, and this Candace. person loves them together, so mm-hmm. um yeah. Klaus. Uh, that's a Klaus. Is that Klaus the equivalent of Chris? Klaus. Hmm, I don't know. You know, not 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 saying that it is uh actually the translation of Chris, but is that the equivalent of of uh you know like a a Chris out here, Klaus? Like are there a lot of Klauses out there? Klaus Smith. Yeah, no, Smith? I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Klaus Smith. Um, I don't know if anybody is from uh, has a friend named Klaus and uh, and they can and they can say 44 J.E. Pod. Let us know Uh, this. I just loved because somebody set the song to like an outrun type video game. Oh, using power director, which you had pointed out to me. I don't know what that is, but I've definitely seen it a lot. Uh, Cyberlink power direct the font. Remind, makes me think of uh, like Microsoft Office products right away. Right, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I love that the car is going 88 miles per hour, yes. which A, could be a nod to Back to the Future, but also I had um, an 88 Ford Aerostar that had a digital readout like that, and when you would start the car, 
it would say 88 because it's lighting up all of the diodes in the thing. Oh. So who knows? It could be a nod to that. I assume that the aesthetic of the video means that it's a nod to the DeLorean from Back to the Future. <laughs> anyway, I just appreciated it. You know, now here is something bizarre. Unfortunately, I didn't also come across a video that has somebody reading the lyrics. Um, but I did come across another one of those bizarre lyric videos that just has some other song behind it, but just shows the lyrics. And then... <laughs> oh, boy. I was like, is this a weird mini version of it? But I, I don't think so. And then if we skip to the end, they did write, write better next time, like... Composers. So they're probably grabbing from song meetings, right? Or wherever the song right. meetings grabbed it from. Yeah, exactly. Is this the same Megan uh, Golding? Is this the same person? Megan Golding. Um, well, so Danny from MX from Sadie Hawkins Pod, MXPX memes and all that, he was saying that they also have come across many YouTube channels that do this, and usually the name hits an artist alphabetically or a song title alphabetically. So it's possible that our Jimmy Eat World strange video on YouTube person is going to be Megan Galding for the most part because they've come across somebody else's name many, many times. Wow. But Rob Sandy three years ago says, did you create this instrumental? It's amazing. But Megan Galding did not respond. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just says Jimmy Eat World disintegration lyrics from Megan Galding. She's got two and a half thousand yeah. subscribers. And it's just three episodes, yeah, three it's down. Just lyric video after lyric video. Mark Almond. Uh, where else? Man, a lot of Mark Almond. Mad Caddies. Yeah, we're in the M's here. Yeah. So Life Jennings, yeah. Love Drug, Locks. Yeah, Ludicrous. So LMs. So we're in the LMs. Yeah. So yeah, Ludicrous, Blueberry Yum Yum lyrics, almost 10,000 views. Let's listen to what the track is here. So I imagine that this is not what Blueberry Yum Yum, the backing track is. And let me let me read this to you. Yeah, um, thinking I'ma try something that I ain't, that I ain't never did before on this one. Let's go. Get your lighters, roll that sticky, let's get higher, let's get high. I mean, so Ludacris does say he wants to try something he's never done before. So it's possible this is the backing track. It's very unlikely. <laughs> um but I'm just going to go ahead and say that that's probably yeah. not the case. Um, <laughs> this next thing is one of my favorite things that we don't come across a lot is a fan-made music video. So this is from user Traballo de Artes, or is that the, that's not the user, that's the name of it. Yeah. Trabal- so this is like work of art, Jimmy World disintegration. Like I'm translating that correctly, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. That means, yeah, art, that means artwork, yeah. Work of art. So it's Trabajo Artes is the YouTube user. And this is the only video they have uploaded seven years ago with 310 views. And let me translate this description. Why don't you describe what's happening? <laughs> uh, okay, so the, the female's on the phone. Uh, there's a gentleman walking through the mall, looks at his phone and puts it away. And she's letting it ring, and he doesn't answer. Oh, man. That's a bummer. I like her hair, though. She's got it dyed nice. 
Oh, and then there's the gentleman meets with the uh, the two individuals that we saw at the beginning of this. Um, they're apparently friends, and he asks, "Wow, that's strange." Oh, I thought he was gonna ask him to sit down in his place. I told him he's like, "You gotta." Oh, oh yeah. That's oh weird. yeah. So he asked them to join them. That makes way more sense. A lot of Zoom work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we fade out and fade back into the same scene. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's getting a call again from the same female. This poor girl. Uh-oh. And does the other female across the table show interest in him? A lot of knowing looks. I can't tell who she's interested in. I'll bet we fade back into the same scene. Yeah, we did. And leave them back to their uh, their oh, Mongolian beef lunch. Man, third call. Oh, it, oh man, it goes slow mo. Oh, slow mo, yeah. Man. Did you see that? She put something I in his pocket. It. Oh man. So then the guy, well, the original guy, and the girl far. leave. And the gentleman with that denies the phone calls is now standing in line at what looks like some kind of kiosk for a film. <laughs> Slow-mo. Wow. I'm going to skip to Lai Lai. Let's see. Okay. All right. So they're... they're oh, this oh, looks man, bad. he's drunk! He's sloshed, man. So they definitely follow the path of this song here. Uh-oh. Oh my I think gosh, he's gone he too die? far. He's gone John Bonham. I wonder why he's sleeping on the floor and not on that futon. <laughs> oh, and then we the get a flashback. peek. A, yeah, a peek back. Happier times. She has her Siggy. So this says arts work from the UTFPR work safety course. Video clip of the song Disintegration by the band Jimmy World. And there's our cast. Uh-huh. Hmm, a lot of a lot to unpack there. Uh huh. Yeah, but they definitely f- um, f- followed the the infidelity and uh, disintegration of the relationship throughout. It was very nice. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of great... <laughs> Somebody said something about him drinking vodka in the comments. Esa vodka y das bosas. Boss. It's a tragic story. Uh, yeah. Time and time again, it's told that story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I will skip all the other stuff. There's a guy playing drums. There's a piano cover, all that stuff. I have even this acoustic cover. I don't know. He's probably not as good as the two that I absolutely love. So uh, well, how many you got? Um, I got none. I just have that. Uh, oh, snap. Yeah, dude. So okay. you can do whatever you want. I had just Dr. Thruman. That was all I, I came across. And where did you find Dr. Thruman? 
when I was doing research for the song on the subreddit, it was the first search result oh, that came right. up was, yeah, hey, yeah, here's yeah. here's my take on a on a Jimmy Eat World classic. Uh, okay, so this first one is by Hanor Yuhas. Um, she definitely has a similar sim- taste in music than I do because her very first cover that she ever posted was a DNTEL song called... Hmm, let me see what the name of the song is. Do you know who DNTEL is? Mm-mm, I don't. So, and I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, somebody's probably mad at me about that. Um, the song is called... Wow, this is not in the order that I had it before. Sort by uh, date added newest. Oh, interesting. Somehow when I looked through her thing, the dream of Evan and Chan was the oldest video, but there are older videos. Anyway, she did the dream of Evan and Chan. Do you know what that song is? Uh, no, dream of Evan and you Chan. You familiar no. with the band, the postal service? Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe I've heard okay, it. So I just the, didn't know the track. So th- it's not a postal service song. This is the song that, that, uh, Ben Gibbard was asked to sing vocals on DNTEL's record. And, uh, his name is Jimmy, Jimmy Tambori or something like that. He goes, uh, and, and so, Ben Gibbard sang on this guy's record and everybody went apeshit over how amazing the song is. They created the Postal Service and then did a whole record of these songs. So she covered that. She does a lot of Nine Inch Nails, Tegan and Sarah, The Cure, Chris Isaac, Bjork, and all that stuff. But she did Disintegration and I think it's absolutely incredible. Um, Specifically because the arrangement. Now, I know, I've said in the past, I don't like when people take liberties but there was something about the way that she did it that I actually really liked. So let's take a listen. Anyway, yeah, I really dug like because she doesn't deviate too much from the track itself. Right. But just enough that it makes it I feel like she made it her own a little bit. Yeah. The way that the uh, the strum pattern that she had, it it sped the song up. Yes. And but gave it kind of a swing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't realize I mean, I had to assume that there were a lot of minor chords, but just seeing her play them. Uh, right. You know, back to back minor chords there um, at the end of the chorus. It's just it's such a it's such a sad, uh, sad progression. <laughs> yeah. And then this last one is uh, by Deep Blue Sea Tube, and it's a mashup of Death Cab and Jimmy World. And Death Cab was one of the bands I was thinking about doing a song by song podcast for. Um, Death Cab is definitely up there in my top five songs. And so she does a mashup of Tiny Vessels oh, and cool. Disintegration, which is really cool. 
So uh, she's on piano. This will be our last cover. Here it comes. So sick. Beautiful medley. So, 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 so sick. She has like almost no videos on YouTube, hasn't uploaded anything for six years, at least on this account. Um, But that is one of, that is her most popular video. So Tiny Um, Vessels versus Disintegration. Is is that by, is that a thing on YouTube that people do a a little like a two song mashup or medley, but they say verses? At all, or is it just how she chose to put it? I'd say versus is like a that's like a common like it's not the normal way to do it, but I've seen people. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just so off YouTube now that you know (laughs) I'm so unaware of what musically what what people are doing. I remember there was a while that people were collaborating in like the mid to late 2000s, doing Mm -hmm. a lot of collaborations. um, You know, sending off somebody would lay down their track and then they would. They would, you know, take that track, put it into their video, and then lay their video right on top. So I didn't yeah. know if this was another, um, no. something else. Yeah, and that's all I got. Uh, I looked up Toombat, and I actually was going to do like a mashup, <laughs> trying to use Toombat's thing because I think it said disintegration was the same as uh, uh, "Baby Is This Love for Real" or what's that? Song? Baby is this love for real? Not today. Uh, anyway, whatever that song was. Um, and I tried, I, I downloaded DJ Pro 2 or whatever and tried to mix them using that software and uh-huh. I just could not learn it. It would have been faster for me to just mash it up myself in Premiere. Um, but even then, I didn't think they sounded that great together. So I don't know. I'll, I'll trust Toonbat one other game, one other time. Unfortunately, next week's episode is going to have like nothing, no information. Yeah, about it's it. not. Yeah, not a lot going on. Um, and I'm bummed but, uh, that Toonbat was, they've, they joined in April 2018. They are centered, I'm assuming uh, the developer is centered in Texas. So I know that they're, it's not like a, it's a weird time difference here. 
their description is TuneMap provides an online music database for things such as key, beats per minute, energy, and much more. It's the best place to discover music for playlists or DJ sets. So it was, you know, directed toward DJs, but they just have not been active, man. They no, were active but they still for a have months. Yeah, they still have. Like all of surviving is up on TuneBat. Yeah. Um, so the site is still being managed somehow. Right. Uh, they even updated the copyright in their footer. But yeah, socially they're non-existent. Yeah, we'd. Um, I'd love to know more about you know the the backstory behind this DJ product that they built because it's. I mean, I love aggregate data like this. This is so cool. You know. <laughs> Just the fact yeah. that they, they're pulling this in and, and housing it, and then, and then they can just resort it and search and uh, spit out what you want. And yeah, like songs like this that are written in F minor and have a Camelot of 4A. <laughs> I mean, where do you get this type of information? It's all about the Camelot, uh, man. <laughs> uh, so again, if anybody knows anybody over at Toonbat, make sure they uh, yeah. give us a call. Um. And yeah, other than that, uh, Justin, the final thoughts on the song "Disintegration" by the band. Uh, great way, world. great way to start off the EP. Uh, it's slow, brooding. It's a it's a sad song and fits Jimmy World's um, style so well. And I love the fact that we found that image of the drums because it it makes me feel so much better about um, the the production that went in, into this song. So a well-produced song, it creeps up on you and then just ex- by the end it's you don't even realize how much it's ex- you know it's exploded. So definitely um a, a track that I love um especially on the CP. I don't I don't love all of the tracks on the CP, but this is like one of the top 2 on there. Yeah, I mean really when I think of this thing on my side tonight EP, I only think of this song, which is just fine. Because <laughs> I'm absolutely glad that it exists. I also agree with what was her name, Caitlin or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh God. Anytime they start, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't take that um, the, the wrong way because it's just two oh, people man. randomly saying, oh God. At, at, oh her God. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so, so, so good. Um, so yeah, other than that, uh, unless you have anything else, I think it's most important that uh, everybody uh, should uh, be excellent to their friends and neighbors and doctors and each other. And party on, dudes! <laughs>